0: This is Ranzoa. You're
1: listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. Hi, this is Rick Allen from Dev Leopard, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion. You know
0: Appetite
2: for
3: Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 393. My name is Brando. We got a full house today. Welcoming back uh, Lauren Monroe. Rick Allen and Matt Sorum. Happy Valentine's Day everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. I Peace I and love. <laughs> I appreciate this. I'm sure all Rick and Lauren are together. So I I behind a in front of a red curtain, so I'm sure you'll be celebrating Valentine's Day once we're do, done. What about uh you Matt, where was your significant other? Taking care of the little one?
0: My baby and wife are out in the living room. Okay. And uh <laughs> Fantastic. My my loved ones. <laughs> my girls. Yeah, so yeah, they're here and we're gonna we hang out all day together. this it's the only thing I'm doing. So.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Uh my, my my wife just left. I got her a back massager and a uh a cat hanger. It looks like a cat, and you can put towels on it. So I did, but she's gone. But the reason I bring that up is because Lauren And Rick, I spoke to you guys March of last year. I asked you marriage advice because I was a couple months away from getting married. I'm married now, so everything is good. Nothing's really changed. But Matt, I haven't spoken to you in a few years. And here's the interesting thing because today, Valentine's Day, this is perfect. We're talking love is alive. We're talking about healing. We're talking about togetherness. I'm a couple months away from being a dad for for the first time.
0: Okay. Call me uh, Call me when you need to learn how to swaddle. I am the king of swaddle. <laughs> so I-, I was texting Nikki Six because he had another girl. And we were texting. It was so funny because we were texting about how to swaddle. <laughs> and I go, hold on, man. I got the double swaddle. So I made him a video of how I swaddle the baby. You know? Oh, that's it, fantastic. Was, it was comedy because, Rick, 20, 30 years ago, it would be like... Now, first of all, we wouldn't be texting. We didn't have that. But it was just like, it was, it was <laughs> no, a whole show on its own, you know?
1: We, we uh, our youngest, uh, it didn't matter how tightly we swaddled her, she always managed to get one arm out. <laughs>
0: yeah. This little escape artist, it was so yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, she's growing like a weed. She's almost 20 months now, so she's running around and... Awesome. In the pool yesterday, so yeah, it's great. So, any advice? Let me know. I, uh, I, I got a that. video swaddling. I got a double swaddle. so the arm can't come out. I got a double. <laughs>
3: you got to do a video series, you know, Matt Sorm yeah. swaddling.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was so funny. The picture you sent the other day of uh, of your daughter with the with the police chief.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this is so great, and I haven't told you, uh, Rick and Lauren, but. So, the other day, I went over to get the permits. So, I meet this, I go to this museum thing they have here for art and everything. And this guy comes up to me. He says, Hey, I'm a big fan. I'm like, Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. He gives me his card. I'm the chief of police of Palm Springs. (laughs) And I thought that was so perfect because, in the first responder world and everything, and those, what those guys do, Mm -hmm. and women. I, uh, so when I g- went to get the permit for our event, I, you know, right away I called him, we're going to play pickleball too. I've never played pickleball, but I'm going to pickleball. <laughs> so I go over to the station and I meet all the, you know, officers and, and then he takes my baby and me to the, to the, uh, to the Palm Springs police department on a tour. Great guy. They're going to come out and support us at the event. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so really cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I love that, it. That, was, that.
1: Was that was that was great? Yeah, unusual to be on that side of the law, right?
0: Well, yeah. In the old days, I'd be like, "Stay away from there." But, you know, <laughs> like now, it's like I can't even get into trouble if my life depended on it. You know, it's like I'm like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> oh, I love it.
3: This is the perfect segue into everything. What we're you know the main reason why we're here today to talk about uh, the the events coming up and. Well, I guess, Lauren, you put initially put this together. How many years has it been for this drum, uh, this Raven uh, Foundation benefit, where it's got a drum circle, and it's about healing, and it's about first responders and veterans, and just getting to the place in life where we're all right now smiling and feeling good about ourselves?
2: We started the foundation in 2001 and, and did our first drum circle event in 2002, um, so uh, we've been working with a lot of people for a number of years, and it's just so beautiful to see transformation and what the drums can do and how all the complementary and alternative medicine, you know, woven into the experience can give people direction into how to heal themselves. And and it really helps us, too. I mean, we've grown throughout this process. And now, you know, doing the drumming with Matt it's and bringing in other drummers from, from 12 Drummers Drumming that we started that initiative last year. Um, and we're just we're We're creating this wonderful drumming community to help other people and mm-hmm. it's one it's fantastic
3: I'm all about helping other people and and um I'm not sure what you remember of our conversation a year ago, but in addition to the obvious you know g theme I talk a lot about mental health and i've talking spoken about my uh alcohol sobriety of seven years and going to therapy and depression losing my dad to the depression uh, I guess this also this goes out to both Rick and Matt because I'm I'm a wannabe rocker you know I didn't live that rock and roll lifestyle I've kind of lived vicariously through you guys but you've obviously tried uh, a lot of different ways to heal whether it's rehab whether it's friends family intervention what is it about this this foundation where you have if you can go online and it's just it happened a couple years ago I believe the 12 drummers drumming Just watching other people tell their stories and share it. What makes this, I don't know, work for you, work for you both? Hmm.
1: I mean, that's that's a great question. I think I think the main thing is we lift each other up. You know, we we have this fantastic uh, camaraderie and, uh, you know, it's, it's ups and downs, you know, we're works in progress. You know, everybody thinks, you know, being a rock star is all glamorous, but there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of parts of, uh, of our lives that, uh, that have sort of included quite a bit of suffering. And it's wonderful to have a group of people around us that constantly lift us up. And, and it's, you know it's like they say it takes a village and and that's exactly what we're creating we're creating a wonderful uh, community of of musicians that really do care
0: Matt. Yeah for myself for myself I mean if you you know when Rick when Rick tells his story I went to the last event Rick you know obviously Rick had the car accident lost his arm and you know he tells what he went through um physically but also you know no one really asked Rick what, we, what was going on with him mentally, and if it's okay if I share that, Rick. Um, of course, of course. But it was just so, I was just, I was heart-wrenched when I heard his, you know, I've never heard his story firsthand, and he, and he, and he told it at the last event, and it was just so uh, emotionally uh, inspiring to be able to to speak out like that, because a lot of people, when they have these mental um, issues keep a lot of things inside and that the idea of the circle is bringing people together and to be able to sort of voice what's going on with them through the drums, right? So for myself, I came up as a kid. I was from, you know, very kind of toxic family environment and I, and I gravitated towards drums because it was my musical release. You know, it was a way for me to escape from what I was going through in my family life. And obviously when I got successful, You know, I went a little off base, went off track, (laughs) uh, got into the cliche, rock and roll shenanigans. And but then when it came all full circle and I found sobriety and everything else, I went right back to the drums because the drums for me is the things that brought me through my entire life. And had given me all these incredible gifts. But when you see people that haven't had that experience when we're in the circle, when you say the circle of life, the circle of drums, they're able to feel the energy and they resonate. We resonate together. And when we talk about BPMs and heartbeat and the rhythm, it's all connected. So we are completely connected rhythmically. And it's when, you, when you're in it, you're like, wow, this is so cool. And when Lauren leads, it's just amazing how she brings – this energy and all these people together. And I'm really excited about bringing it to the desert because the desert's got that energy anyway, Mm -hmm. and we've got a great community here. So I'm really hoping that we have great success for the charity and the people that need it. So um, I'm honored to be a part of it. That's very cool. So how
1: do you lead the circle? What's your intention?
2: Well, I I think uh, it's just honoring everybody that's there and using the techniques that I know work to help bring people together, like mindfulness, guided visualization, having people... Bravely go into their pain instead of avoid it, which we all do all the time, every day. I mean, everything we do is about management of our feelings, so we don't feel things. So, but in the circle, we really encourage people to feel, and especially our first responders and our veterans. They've been trained not to feel, hmm. uh, and and now when they're out of their line of duty, or even if they're active military, the suffering gets so intense that many of them, you know, want to. To leave the planet and they want to take themselves out and so this is a form of suicide prevention teach people techniques how to stay in touch with their body not dissociate not cut off isolate and it's a really safe space and we once we access that we uh, allow people to like matt said express these feelings through the drums and afterwards there's such a shift it's palpable like yeah. you can really feel the difference, like the weight's been lifted um, and everyone um, just creates this very magical experience. And I can't wait to bring it to the desert, too, because it's going to have a whole other um, vibe to it. And it's Matt's new studio. He's just opening up. Um, yeah, so that's we, really we, a we, celebration. We, yeah. Yeah, we,
1: we've never actually been there. We saw pictures. It looks beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the space.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I came to the desert about four or five years ago. I got married here, and uh, my wife and I found our house here. And went, during the pandemic, we sold L.A., and we've been here permanent. So I I recorded an album with Billy Gibbons in the high desert, Joshua Tree. There's a lot of musicians up there. There's an energy that happens in the desert. It goes back to Graham Parsons and Keith Richards, and, you know, they all came out here, Donovan. And so there's sort of this this really cool meditative uh, energy that comes from the desert anyway. And when I found this building, it's kind of in the heart of Palm Springs, but off off the main drag and um, it's about 4,000 square feet. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna tent the parking lot. We've got a really great space. We're gonna have some food trucks. We're gonna have the drum circle outside under the tents. And then uh, at the end of the event, Lauren and Rick, Lauren's got a really beautiful voice and there, we're going to have a small gathering inside. I got about 2,000 square foot live room. So we can we can get like, you know, 50 people in there, 60, 75 people uh, in the inside. And it's going to be very intimate. You know, we're not inviting like thousands of people. We're going to have about probably about 100 guests, 125 guests. And the people that come hopefully will really support in in a, in a major way to get this charity out to more people you know that the idea is to bring funds and help vets and first responders so that's the initiative have a have a very cool group of people curated to really do good and good noise is the name of the studio which if you go to goodnoise.io all the initiatives of what i do with good noise are giving back obviously i record you know regular music there too but my idea is all philanthropic endeavors through the good noise platform
3: is there well, a is there a way for someone like me who can't get out there to contribute or or donate or, or or learn? How can we do so from a if we're not local?
2: Well, um, there's a way to donate where you if your donation could go towards a veteran and uh, uh, a guest to come and actually experience the evening, which is will be very powerful for them. So we just go to ravendrumfoundation.org. and uh there's a whole um page there where you can look at what we're doing, who's coming, um, and donate. Um, uh, so you don't have to be physically there to make a difference for sure. Um, and do we imagine who else is going to be drumming with us? Cause I think. No, uh, we
3: haven't yet.
1: Uh, we got, uh, we've got Franklin Vanderbilt with the uh, Lenny Kravitz. I mean, we've got half the music industry right there. It's, it's. Uh...
2: Alvin. Uh, <laughs> Alvin's <Stalier. laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alvin Taylor, who's played um, with uh, Little Richard and Elvis and oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, he's, amazing he's awesome.
1: Uh, Denny Sewell. I probably heard Denny Sewell before I even knew wh- who he was, because I would affectionately call it going to school music. So it was kind of bittersweet. Uh-huh. But he uh, he was the original uh, drama with uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. And. For me to be sitting in the same circle as as these dramas, it, it blows me away because they're all, they're all dramas that that uh, inspired me or I wanted to be them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's it's just, it's so cool. We've got all these yeah. amazing musicians.
0: Little tidbit of information about Denny Sidewell. So for all the Guns N' Roses fans here at the Appetite uh, Appetite uh, for Destruction Radio. <laughs>
3: The I of distortion, but that's okay. Distortion, destroy <laughs> You can call Never it whatever you want. I man.
0: like distortion. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, uh Denny Sywell was the original drummer on the little cover that we did by Paul McCartney called "Live and Let Die." Now, we we played that with GNR on the Usual Illusions record, but Denny did the original version, and I and I remember meeting him, going, "What did you think of my version?" And he goes, "Well." <laughs> that's a great impersonation. It was of like it. too loud. I see, Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs>
0: what do you sorry. expect?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's too funny. I, I enjoy yeah, that. So
0: that's that's some trivia for the Guns N' Roses uh, fans out there. That's that's cool. Hey. We could add that to the
1: uh, to the competition. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> who, who else? Who else is going to be there? Oh, Dwayne Dwayne, Dwayne trucks, trucks with the Widespread Panic. Um,
0: who else we got coming? this uh yeah. we're gonna leave some surprise we got a lot we got a lot of people on the hook so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a second um you know announcement of a lot of cool names coming out like okay some big names cool
3: big names okay very very and, cool
2: it's great for people um who make the contribution and come to the to this exclusive event because it's not it's not just me and rick talking everyone They'll be able to hear stories um, and personal feelings from these drummers and everybody's gone through something and it's so relatable Um, and it's it could really make a difference. So uh, how to register, you just go to the website and you register and then all the information will be emailed to you as it rolls out for different levels that you can you can um, contribute and different types of tickets you can get. So.
3: This might be a a deep question because this is coming from somebody who's, you know, been in therapy for 12 years. And uh, what is it like when, because I I went to AA for a little bit. I didn't think I needed it. I was, you know, I was like George Thurgood, just drinking alone. I wasn't infecting anybody. I thought I was more of a stoner than anything. But my therapist is like, no, you got to go to AA. Otherwise, I can't see you anymore. You know, she knew that was what I needed to do. So I I went and it's it took me a couple of times to speak up. You know, I would just listen to other people's stories. But when you go to AA, usually they're just Joe Schmo or Susan Schmo or whatever. But do you find it it easier for people to open up or more intimidated when you have famous drummers there, but you're sharing stories like we all have? So I don't know. Does it make the walls come down faster, perhaps? Like, whoa, this is a person who's famous, and we have that false view of rock stars don't have any problems, You, you know, more... You have all the money in the world, but do you find when Rick tells his story or Matt you tell your story that people are more willing to share, or or do you find them like maybe they're intimidated still?
0: It's a. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead, Lauren.
2: I, I was just going to say it's a very personal experience for people, so we never can. Every circle's different. Mm-hmm. You know, for Rick, when he's around uh, veterans and first responders, um, and anyone really. His story is very disarming, like you mentioned, Matt, and it just the, you you discover a compassion not only for him, but you start to relate to being compassionate with yourself because that's how he's gotten through it is really you have to really be compassionate for your own journey. And yeah. his, his sharing that affects people.
1: You know. I, I think the key uh, Lauren said it earlier but uh creating a safe space uh and 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 the beautiful thing about this group of drummers is they're so supportive of me i mean i was i was so afraid to uh, you know to ask people to get involved but then when a few drummers started saying yes and they'd love to do this i was like oh they're all on board they they you know i just felt this this mutual respect that was just so beautiful and i think that in itself creating a safe space It and then once one person tells tells their story uh their authentic sort of self um then it kind of opens the door to everybody just to just to share you know and just just tell it like it is you
0: know yeah and you know for myself like i said when when rick shared his story it was obvious that there wasn't any pretense amongst the celebrity drummers right it wasn't like a uh, a vibe where you know ooh you know it wasn't that at all i mean i feel like maybe when we were younger we would have never done this because we were out doing us right but now we're older we're wiser and we're in a we're in a period of our life where we really want to share our experiences and what we've been through and and, and help people. That just help, happened organically for me. And I know, I think it did for Rick as well. Cause I, we, spent, we spent a lot of years wearing a uniform that said rock and roll. And, you know, in a way it wasn't allowed to be kind of going out there that early on and going, Hey man, you know, so I feel like at this period of our life, we've so many amazing gifts and it's time now for us to just, Share and give back what we what we've been given in life, and be able to help other people. That's it. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um,
1: I think what it is is we 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 really don't like seeing other people suffer mm. these days, and knowing what we've been through, and the age that we're at now, the maturity. It's time. It's time to share that wisdom, you know, and yeah. and people people accept it because people. People trust us because our stories are really authentic.
3: I I appreciate that. That's why I enjoy reading these success uh, success stories that you are, Rick and and, and Lauren and and Matt, you know, uh, loving your book and seeing where you came from and where you are now. It's interesting because I have an issue sometimes still thinking about the past. Do you like would you ever knowing what you know now, being the person and having these tools that Lauren has helped provide? you look back and be like, you know what? I wish I had these when I was younger. Or is it like, you know what? I am where I am now. Like it's, I wouldn't have gotten, if I had these back then, I could have screwed it up. I don't know. It's It was meant to happen the way it's supposed to happen.
1: You know what? The fact that we're on this Zoom talking about what we're talking about means that we're in the right place. We're heading in the right direction. And, and it just keeps getting better. It keeps getting bigger. So we're doing something right, you know.
3: Matt, you would probably say the same because uh, you know you
0: you yeah, last thought you yourself
3: Robbins. a pirate, you know of Guns N' Roses, you know and pirates <laughs> usually don't live a long life, but here you are, you have a newborn. I mean, you look like you're <laughs> you're 20 years younger. You so I'm I
0: mean, a Tony Robbins kind of guy, you know. Okay, we're <laughs> listening to him. Yeah, all the shit you've been served makes you who you are, yeah. and I I, really? I firmly believe that. I'm like I have to look if I feel like if everybody can look at their life that way and they get someplace more positive and look back at everything they've been through, that just builds growth and, and, you know, positivity and, you know, in your life and um, you have to get there, man. I mean, we're all walking down a path mm-hmm. and, you know, you get knocked around and all that stuff, but, you know, I'm really happy where I am now. And yeah you know, it isn't easy getting there. And some, sometimes for all of us, when we are in the height of our careers, we're doing the best. We, there's not happiness there a lot of the times. And that, you know, it's not always about where you're at, uh, financially or where your career is going. It's about, you know, inner, inner peace and happiness. And, you know, of course we all need to take care of our family and all that stuff. But I'm saying, uh, through all of it, uh, Getting to where you find some peace and 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 serenity is the is the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Fantastic. Mm-hmm.
3: beautiful. Where love is alive. See where my transition <laughs> is, Lauren. Uh, so I know the single is out right now, which is perfect because it's very anthemic. Uh, you know, I can I can picture you leading off this entire event with that. I don't know if that's the plan. Uh, and there's a video coming for that, so I was hoping you can update us on what's going on with you and. The single and the video and all that fun stuff.
2: Um, Well, the single is a a 1970s um, cover Mm -hmm. of Live, which is a song that we all grew up with here. And um, um, there's a video coming out March 7th. Um, We took we took clips of the live shows that I did um, in 2000 last year on the tour, mostly on the East Coast and uh, some out here on the West Coast. And uh, we created this really fun video just that captures the energy of it. But I think it's a powerful thing when you get to a place in your life, when you actually embrace yourself hundred percent, all of the, all of the ugly things that you may have thought that happened in the past, you embrace them, you accept them because they, like Matt said, they have created who you are now, which is an absolute gift. And I wouldn't have the experience that I have um, to speak about what I do or sing about what I do. If I didn't go through what I went through in my life hmm. uh, and then accepted it and embraced it as who I am. Um, and I think that what, that's what makes an authentic person. Um, so this song celebrates that and the power of that. Once you get to a certain place in your life, it's not about what anybody thinks. It's about really embracing who you are and showing up 100%. So I hope people can get that out of the video, out of the song and out of this event that we're going to be um, creating together
3: i listened yeah. to it right before the interview it pumped me up for it, it put me in the right mood my right headspace for it <laughs> for this so i appreciate it i know we don't have a uh, a ton of time but i would be remiss if i didn't speak about some famous bands here uh rick what's the latest going on with uh with def Leppard and um going on going out again with with motley Crue with a a new member
1: yeah. Um, and John five is great. I, I really just kind of connected with him the other day. We did a couple of one-off shows, uh, in Atlantic city, which were, which were great. I mean, it was a, a tiring couple of days, but fantastic. And what a sweet guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're we're heading south of the border uh, pretty soon here, and um, so we start up in Mexico City, and then we finish off in Buenos Aires down in uh, Argentina. Hopefully, they're still celebrating their World Cup win, <laughs> so we can we can sort of hang on their coattails of celebration, as it were. So it, it'll be fun. <laughs>
3: You, you both, Matt and and you, Rick, have been through some lineup changes in your life, to say the least. How hard of it is a decision? Well, well, Mick is still part of the band; he's just not touring. How hard of a decision is that for a band to to make? Because us fans are, I don't know, we might not know what's going on on the other side of the curtain, so to speak. And they're like, okay, here's a here's a band, but we're not replacing anybody as far as a human being. This is just a situation that has to happen.
1: Let me just address that really quickly it was Mick's decision to, to, to really, you know, move on and just, you know, get to the next part of his life. And we all know that Mick has suffered terribly, terribly with, with, with pain. You see it, you see it on his face all the time. And I think the only time, you know, I ever saw, you know, him truly in his element when he was up, up on stage playing, you know, playing with the band, um, It was more his decision. That must have been a super hard decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been different if the guy was being thrown out of the band, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that at all. It was a personal choice that he made. And, you know, you can't say that that's wrong. It it was right for him at the time. And, you know, over the months that I've, uh, well, actually years that I've known him, I really, you know, started to talk to him. So unassuming. Such a, a sort of soft, gentle soul, and when I first met him years ago, I was I was actually quite afraid, you know. <laughs> like, oh God! Yeah. Uh, but he's the exact opposite of of, of that. Just a really sweet, yeah. generous person. So it must be it must have been a very difficult decision for everybody to to have to go through that.
3: And while I admire both of you for what you've been through and where you are now, I admire Mick. I don't have the the same disease. I have the nerve version of what he has. So I have a demyelinating peripheral neuropathy is what it's called. So uh, over time, there's like something missing in the nerves where the muscles get weaker. So over time, I've just gotten weaker, which is why I've gone from leg braces to soon a, a wheelchair. And, you know, it affects me going out how I do things and just seeing someone like Mick who's actually in pain do this. Uh, has just been so inspiring so yeah certainly a difficult decision uh, for him uh, not an easy transition or a smooth transition but Matt I want to know what's going on lately with you with new, more Kings of Chaos coming what else do you have cooking working with yeah Billy? I
0: just uh, I just booked the Long Beach Grand Prix Jeez. but my band my band is kind of interesting I'm the only member you know what's weird Rick I like it that way (laughs) so on that gig I can announce it now because this is going to be out in a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, I got Corey Taylor from Slipknot my old bandmate Billy Duffy from The Cult Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm uh, Gilby Clark Brent Woods killer guitar player from Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders I got James Lomenzo on bass, who's now in Megadad. Yeah. Uh, Rome from Sublime. Mm, wow. And then I'm bringing out Corey Glover and Vernon Reed from Living Color. And we're going to
3: throw down.
0: Oh, wow. Is is that one band? One band. Oh,
3: that's so bad. Touring, or is this one show?
0: No, we're going to do Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh, and I'm okay. Working on a, I'm working on a record and two tracks coming with some really cool people. I don't want to announce it yet. So I I put out the track with Slash and Duff. I don't know if you heard that one. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, it was great.
0: Uh, Oh, absolutely. uh,
3: We were supposed to, um, I was speaking to your friend Ken and uh, we were supposed to have an interview then. And it just didn't happen. I I don't know. know, Things happen. No worries. So that's why I was happy to talk to you today and at least ask some Kings of Chaos. Can't
0: seem to get away from those guys. I mean, we sound good together, so why not?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was the decision to bring back up? Like Kings of Chaos has kind of always been that fluid, like Camp Freddy, uh, people coming in and out um, to you being the face of it. And I love it because you kind of sound like Lemmy. You're doing a Lemmy-ish. You know, I love you being the face of that band.
0: Well, I sang, you know, when I was in the Hollywood Vampires, I sang Aces Spades live.
3: Mm.
0: The Hollywood Vampires was all about dead rock stars. So our whole thing was tribute to dead rock stars. So Alice Cooper, he was like, Matt, can you sing that one? I I can't sing that. So I sang it uh, on the tour and uh, that was fun. And uh, so I just when I did the track, I'm like, I'll sing it. I'll just sing the song, you know. And uh a lot of times, you know how it is, Rick. They'll go back there, get behind the drums, and not, you know, play drums. <laughs> play like, drums and shut up. <laughs> I'm like, tell that to Dave Roll and Don Henley. You know what I'm saying? Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what about Phil Collins? Okay. Yeah.
3: No, I love you it, know, man. Like, like,
0: Phil Collins was like, Genesis couldn't find a singer. And Phil's like, I'll sing. And they're like, no, you won't. And then he's like, he's <laughs> no, on- I know. And yeah. he actually sounded like Peter Gabriel in many that ways. great. Yeah.
3: He goes to yeah. show you. Back you, there the whole time. The so, whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, it goes yeah. to show you. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun for me
0: because it's like bucket list stuff.
3: Mm. Okay. You know, I
0: call everybody. I, I look at life like this. I used to be like, oh, I'm going to call them. and I, They're going to say no and this is what me and Rick talked about I said Rick just call him up man you're going to get one <laughs> of two answers yes or no and you got to be okay with no because you know I've got some funny stories I called Keith Richards I called his manager Jane Rose and she said he's already in a band you might have heard of him they called the Rolling Stones <laughs> Oh, she hung nice. up. I was like, ah, yeah, was like, hey, 50,
1: 50 odds are pretty good.
0: Yeah. I got hung up on by Keith Richards. It was cool, but <laughs> I tried. I didn't care. So, so anyway, that's kind of how I run Kings of Chaos. I just call people up and I put this band together. I do a budget, pay everyone well, and we come and play. And, you know, if we could do a tour, that'd be great. I'm not sure when that would happen, but we'll, we'll, well- see.
3: I love it. Well, I love you bringing it to life and seeing what you're doing uh, today, Matt, with it and just more music because I want to hear more music from you. Obviously, more music from Rick and Lauren. Uh, any more than just a single and video coming out or any albums on the way? I know last year you came out with a record.
2: Yeah, I'm planning on it. We're still working on it. So OK.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we can all do this again when new Kings of Chaos, new Lauren Monroe and uh, when Rick's not touring the world with, with Motley Crue uh i i in in Def Leppard uh i, I have yeah,
1: been in Motley Crue for ages man. yeah well,
3: <laughs> that was my with Motley Crue and Def Leppard i guess said that awkwardly no i guess I, I figured I, I, i'd, I'd, I'd end the episode terribly on my part so it's, that's fine
1: no it's it's it's, it's <laughs> fine i'm actually getting to the point where i could get my head around a few of uh Tommy's parts but he, he's some big shoes to fill man he's a he's a he's a
0: monstrous player he really is. Yeah. Nice sounding good.
3: Just You don't have to yeah. comment on, on this. Uh, just Such don't.
0: a lanky guy. It's, like, <laughs> it's like a freaking orangutan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just don't do... You don't have to comment on this. Don't do everything that he does as far as like posting his balls. Well, there is that. <laughs> but, you know, it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's, <laughs> do you... Uh, I don't know. You guys all laugh about it. Do you ever like... I don't know. Now I, I don't. I'm keeping you guys here long enough. I don't need to talk more about Tommy Lee's balls. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you all three of you for coming on today. Hope to speak to you again. And just uh, congratulations on this event. Thank you for the great work that you're you're doing. Because you know, I that's why I, I'm open about my issues. Uh, shout out to one of my listeners, Connie from Greece. He's two years sober just because he's heard me talk about being sober and talking about my again, my dad losing his life to the depression and. You know, there are people that say, oh, I've been thinking about taking my life and hearing your story, how you know what. So it is, it's sharing stories. But I thought my story wasn't good enough because I wasn't famous. But I've learned through doing this podcast and talking to you, it doesn't matter. You know, I had a great conversation a year ago with with Dave Navarro. He's like, it doesn't matter what girl, how much money, what band. It doesn't cure trauma. You have to work on that. So you got all three of you guys doing great work. And I, I thank you for that.
0: Just one more reminder RavendrumFoundation.com. Go there and sign up, and you'll get um, an email about the event. April 1st, Palm Springs, California. And if you can come, that's awesome. If you can't, share it with somebody or just donate. Fantastic. Exactly.
3: Awesome. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to the lame-ass security,
1: I'm going home.